0: Welcome to The Works, I'm Ben
1: Peltier. And I'm Ben Che. This week the emphasis is on the visual arts as we look at the first exhibition of local artist Jasmine Jie and a character Jie Saipe. We also visit the work of
0: British-Nigerian artist Yinka Shonibare at the Pearl Lamb Gallery in the exhibition Dreaming Rich. And we end with memories of Hong Kong a century and a half ago through the lens of Scottish photographer John Thompson. We're beginning with photography too. While John Thompson liked to focus on the noise, clutter and buildings of man cities as he traveled Asia, Japanese photographer Hiroshi Sugimoto likes to turn his lens to something more eternal, the sky and the sea.
2: I think it's easy to comment on that. <laughs> P- people say, wow, this is a Zen. I said, of course, yes. But I can explain it in a different way with the Western philosophy or the, the Marxism or Hegel or even the Greek philosophy. So it can be explained by many other methods. So Zen idea is just the one side to explain.
3: Hiroshi Sugimoto's photographs begin in his mind, in his imagination. The concepts of real and fictional, time, memory, and the transience of life are prominent. He uses a large format camera to make long exposures, sometimes the length of a movie, as in his theater series, or up to three hours long for his seascapes.
2: The character of this medium photography camera is the only uh, machine who can describe what the time means to you. So I take this camera as a time machine. Digital camera is not good for the time exposure. If I leave the the shutter for two hours, it cannot create my my images. Only the traditional black-and-white large-form camera can do this. This still makes the best picture much, much better than the digital photography. So if digital photography can do something better than what I do, I will switch it. But it, it's, it, you need a discipline to, to be trained to use this large format camera. So probably I don't mind, I'm, I'm the last photographer who can use this uh, silver gelatin prints type.
3: This discipline and patience is evident in his near-abstract and reflective images. A collaboration with sculptor Richard Serra inspired him to develop an unconventional focusing technique, which he calls twice-infinity.
2: I invented the new method of uh, focusing. Uh, your digital camera or small camera, you, you, you can focus only up to the infinity. And, but in my camera, there's a no stop, so I can go beyond the infinity. Which means, just make make a, a distance between film and the lens. If the 300 millimeter lens means, if you set the 300 millimeter between lens and film, that's the infinity. But I can go beyond it, so I can make it uh, uh, 150 millimeter. That's that's beyond the infinity. It's twice as the infinity.
3: Sugimoto uses this twice-infinity focusing technique in his architecture series, where he blurs iconic architecture of our time to trace the beginnings of our age through our buildings. He was in Hong Kong two weeks ago for an art and museum summit organized by the Asia Society, at which he spoke of the artist as a consumer of the museum.
2: Architect has a complex toward the artist, I think. They want to be as artistic as possible, the the shape of the building and the space inside. They don't think about the users, consumers, like me as an artist. So they prefer not to have art within their space. When it's empty, that's the best. That's terrible for me. (laughs) I have lots of complaint. (laughs) <laughs> to the, the architect, <laughs> so t- today I, I, I express my complaint to, to the museum directors, but uh, uh, at the end, I, people start asking me to, well, if you so much complain, then wh- why don't you do your own design, so I, I start receiving the commission to design the, the museums, so that's how I became an un- untrained architect.
3: Indeed, Sugimoto is now building his own museum in the coastal town of Odawara in the Kanagawa prefecture. Here, he says, he can combine two of his loves, the sea and traditional Japanese performing arts, such as no theater and puppet theater.
2: This, this is also the concept at the time. This is the 18th century Japanese theater. To, to be revived in this century, and also I, I write uh, no, no script, no pray. This is almost like fifteen before fifteenth century Japanese uh, myths. My uh, idea is to trying to go back to the ancient time and then revive the, the mentality and the feeling of the ancient peoples to, to make it readable and understandable.
1: Hiroshi Sugimoto has already had a long and varied career and many exhibitions. But One Hong Kong Gallery right now is preparing the very first exhibition of one local Hong Kong artist and the character she has created, Dsi Pei.
4: I am a so artist I'm it isn't so
3: difficult to become popular in the cyber world. A single post can make you a reputation overnight. Jess Ipe, whose real name is Jasmine Zhe, became popular in the social media earlier this year. In January, she posted an illustration of a schoolgirl at a desk. The girl is hardly a model student. She's hiding her mobile phone under her sweater and listening to music in class. The image quickly gathered views and Facebook likes. It also brought the artist many opportunities to publish the work in magazines and books.
4: This is hashtag. a It's a a Facebook or 我其實是畫我自己的Instagram的東西
3: After graduating from the Academy of Visual Arts at the Baptist University, Jasmine took a job with an international fashion brand as a visual merchandiser, responsible for window displays. She says she soon learned that basically her role was to mirror what the company had done overseas. Frustrated with the lack of creativity, she began producing more illustrations in her spare time.
4: 我要個作品出都係用發一些我自己思人,一些感受的想,然後就畫出來。你也看到我的小小字構圖、用色等
1: The Pearl Lam Gallery until the 9th of January is an exhibition by British-Nigerian artist Yinka Shonibare. Its title, Dreaming Rich, might seem very relevant to many of us in Hong Kong.
0: But the exhibition, for which he has created all new works relating to Hong Kong, isn't about wanting to be rich, but a comment on our obsession with wealth at all costs.
1: John Thompson was born in Edinburgh in 1837 and grew up to build a formidable reputation as a geographer, traveler, and photographer. In fact, he was one of the first Western photographers to travel to Asia.
0: His camera equipment was heavy and unwieldy, but it also produced very high-quality images. During his ten years in Asia, Thompson traveled to a number of countries, including Hong Kong, and captured priceless and often very human images of the times.
5: Accidentally stumbled upon three crates of glass plates at the Wellcome Library, and it's very little known that uh, it's a treasure trove of uh, images of Hong Kong and very large part of, of China taken by a Scottish photographer between 1868 and 1872. Uh, he arrived here, Hong Kong, and he came as a professional photographer, which is very unusual, given this is a couple of decades after the invention of photography by Daguerre. So Thomson arrived, sailed into the harbour, 1868, he establishes a studio in Queens Road, and he lived here for the next five years.
3: For the first time, a century and a half after they were created here, 22 images of old Hong Kong are making their debut to local viewers. Through the lens of John Thompson, Hong Kong and coastal China, 1868 to 1872, on show at the Maritime Museum until the middle of February, features more than 70 of Thompson's photographs of life in China and Hong Kong during the late Qing dynasty. The subjects include landscapes, architecture, street scenes and portraits of the rich and the poor.
5: First of all, he's a wonderful landscape photographer. If you imagine, he has to carry a huge camera with a very, very glass negatives. A lot of them up and down the country. Of course, they had to be developed in situ. There and then, otherwise, the image would be lost. So he had to have chemicals and a mobile darkroom. So if you keep that in mind when you come to visit the show and see some of the vantage points of the landscape, uh, you can but uh, be amazed by that work. However, what really captured my imagination was his wonderful portraits of people and street scenes, documenting the day-to-day life of the people and especially women. Now, how did a bearded Scottish guy come to China not knowing the language? How did he capture women from northern part of China, Manchu women, all the way to Fujian, tea plantation, uh, and to Cantonese boat women? It's very unusual. It marks him out as an outstanding photographer, as a precursor of photojournalism.
3: The photographs have been reprinted from original glass negatives in the Wellcome Library's collection in London. The glass plates were almost thrown out as the Wellcome collection grew too large. But Betty Yao discovered them in 2006 and decided to take the images on tour. If
5: you look at the negatives, they're very small and not very clear, although looking at the contact prints, you, you can immediately recognize how good they are. However, it's different seeing the show because these are printed to a thousand DPI and some of them are so almost life-size, that you see the, the details and the nuances. And I must say, personally, I've seen, followed this show around the world. I find something every time that I've not picked up before, whether it's a little cat under a table or a little man with a hat, there's always something special. One is the Manchu bride. This is a young girl, resplendent in her bridal costume, beautiful embroidery and jewelry. However, if you look closely at her eyes, they're tinged with anticipation and, and some sadness. And then the other image that we see here is of um, a Cantonese boatwoman very simple cotton dress and a handkerchief around her head. But if you observe her eyes, there's such life and such joie de vivre and, and her own woman, and she's a free person, despite being poor, she, her future is within her own control. So this man, 150 years ago, the fact that he was able to capture two women from different parts of China, and, and if you think the technology of that time, and it took such a long time to take a photograph, that he's able to have that sensitivity to show us the inner feelings of two different lives, for me, signifies the importance of Thompson and why he should be seen by a wider
2: public.
3: Of the 22 images of Hong Kong, 14 will be donated to the Hong Kong Maritime Museum and remain here.
5: Also, if you look at the wonderful landscape, look at Hong Kong, uh, look at Dava Road already with the next to the seafront. Perhaps we'll inspire some other young person to say, well, maybe we should uh, care about our environment a bit more, preserve our heritage, maybe some of our beautiful older buildings should be preserved. But maybe above all, if we know more about the Thompson story, what he had to persevere, had to endure, to travel Mm -hmm. around and capture these images, it is through sheer hard work.